Keep pounding isn't just a slogan, it's a way of life. Ice up, son. Ice up. They want to be the very best that they can be in everything that they do. I think when you have that mentality in the locker room, you can be special. When you have it with your coaching staff, you can be really good. And when it starts with your owner and it starts with your GM, you can be memorable. If I'm moving someplace and we're doing this in Carolina, the first thing I care about is winning. The second thing I care about is winning. And the third thing I care about is you guys are smart. So you, you win a lot of ways, and I don't like to lose it anyway. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of 704 Cast. Uh, Corey and Wes are joining me this week as we recap the Panthers' 21 to 18 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, not good. Um, we're uh, we're going we're going to talk about this game. We're going to break it down. Going to be a lot of uh, heated opinions. Going to be a lot of um, pointing out of some bad things today. I mean, it's just this wasn't a good, a good team effort. This was. Um, could be characterized as scared, um, conservative, however you want to put it, ugly. Just uh, a lot of inefficiencies showing themselves today uh, on tape, uh, and we'll break it down for you guys. Uh, Corey and Wes, how are you? In? Well, you know, last week coming out of that loss, I felt I felt good. I thought we took a top-notch team. We stood in there, went toe-to-toe with them, and they just were – the better team that day and great this team this week <laughs> in no way shape or form do I feel like the Philadelphia Eagles are a better team than us and we basically just handed them their second win of the season by like you said we we played scared we got out physical what what me and Wes talked about on the, on the uh the preview show Javon Hargrave Fletcher Cox decided to show up this this week and yeah, uh, they bullied us up, up the middle. Uh, it's, that's the theme, interior offensive line. And we got bad Sam Darnold. We got New York Jet Sam Darnold today for the first time. So, yeah, not feeling too great. Yep. Um, the, 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 the one word that I have for it is pathetic. Uh, the, the DBO sign clearly didn't work because we, we did beat ourselves. That, that is not a better team than us. Uh, there's a lot of blame to go around on this one. It, it's not just one singular place. It, uh, it, it, it can be spread out all, all over the place in this one. And uh, we'll, we'll get there. So, yeah, I mean, you guys nailed it. I mean, I, going into this game, I was very hopeful. Uh, Cam Irving being out. So no Cam Irving. So that forced Brady Christensen into the lineup. So we all got our wish. And Taylor Moten moved to the left side of the and started at left tackle, and Brady Christensen started at right tackle. Obviously, we had high hopes for that. Um, for the most part of the game, you know, they did well. I mean, um, Taylor had a, a false start uh, early in the game. Brady got beat a couple times, but I mean, for the most part, I think the the edges were were, were an improvement. Um, unfortunately, the interior of this offensive line continues to be uh, a weakness of this offense, and you know, it, it's it's I guess frustrating as a fan. Um, and trying to take a step back and just kind of you know, think of things with without without that part. I mean, you know, you're you're analyzing things and you're you're trying to keep your fanhood outside of it. But when you see coaches say that you know we want our quarterback to stay in the pocket more and not have to worry about scrambling, but you know, one of your first um, offseason moves were to go and sign Cam Irving and Pat Elfline, and they haven't been any better than what is out here. Uh, I mean. what just just say just just you got to take some accountability at that point right and what something that we said multiple times back in the summer before this season even started was pick a line and stick with that line correct yeah because while it was brady's first start and you know moved over to the left i don't you you can't expect taylor 
who is, like I said, a, you know, should be an all pro right tackle to give you the same effort on one week of, or, you know, one week of practice over on the left side. So I thought he did as well as could be expected for someone to make a switch in one week over the left side. And then Brady coming in for his first ever NFL start uh, against the Eagles. That's nothing to sneeze at. And he actually played admirably. I thought, I thought, I thought there were a few miscues. He missed passing off a twist stunt uh, early on in the game, but outside of that, uh, and he did, you know, a few pressures, he did get pushed back in, but that's his first NFL start. The, the very first one of live action. So I expected those things to happen, but what I, what, what we didn't see, which is encouraging is the crazy Mike Rimmers, like just whiffing on a, on a DN from, from Brady. So that is encouraging going forward, but I don't have faith in this staff that they are going to say, okay, let's keep this line intact going forward. Brady's the starter. I honestly feel that as soon as Cam gets the sand out of his, you know, you know what, uh, this week, that he's going to be right back in there starting at left tackle. And we're going to be right back to where we were the past three weeks with this offensive line. So I just don't have any hope that it's going to get improved this season, in season. I think for all the work that the team's done, improving everything else with the secondary, which the defense played absolutely outstanding today. You saw guys like Keith Taylor making plays, A.J. Bouye. We finally got to see the fruits of bringing him here because he balled today. He played really well. Dante Jackson continued to, to play great. Um, for all of the improvements that we've made along the defensive side of the ball, we still have this glaring hole that is the offensive line that I've been saying since the spring is going to be what sets us apart from being a good average team to a playoff team. So, yeah, and the the tackles were were probably one of they the, one of the two bright spots offensively today that I thought um, that I was pleased with with the play of and 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 both Moten and Brady played as as well as you could have expected today. Um, the other one being Chuba and and him finally stepping into that that role and showing the talent that that I think we all expected him to be able to have and he hadn't quite shown yet. So. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to eventually circle back to that thought about, um, about Chuba and a comment I heard on the way out of the stadium, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, Chuba with 24 carries for hundred yards. He was effective in the passing game as well with five catches, I believe for uh, 30 some odd yards. Um, I mean, the Eagles are 31st in, in run defense and Chuba was a hot hand and they factored in Royce Freeman yet, you know, to give Chuba a break. I get that. Um, but on crucial downs, the third, third down where you're trying to, you know, play this bully football, this power run, which is not how the interior of this line is designed. And it's not how this football team is designed. Um, in a critical down at that. I and mean, it's third and one, and you've got Royce Freeman in there who's maybe got five carries all game, and you expect him to get that yard. And we ended up losing yards in a crucial a crucial down, and that was late in the fourth quarter, too, where you have a chance to put this game away. Um, and, man, I mean, that's it, it, it's frustrating watching that that bullshit because you know, what is the game plan? You What do you, what do you have? I, just when I, when I said scared, I mean, like I said, when I talked to you guys before we got on air in here, and there was one deep pass all game. Everything else was was short. I mean, no, no pass more than 20 yards. Uh, I think maybe the completion to Ian Thomas uh, across the middle – in the third quarter, that that might have been the longest completion all damn game. And it's you know, I get I get bad Sam showed up. That's true. I mean, he had a couple of terrible interceptions where the DBs were just sitting there and all they had to do was catch the ball. I mean, no move had to be made, no play had to be made. Um Sam, Sam was Sam was awful today. I mean, we'll just be honest and just be fair and, and call it what it is. Um yeah, I get he was under pressure, but on those interceptions, it's not like he you know, had to get rid of the ball to avoid a sack or anything like that. He simply forced it. Um, he was dead set on like that. That's the read I'm making. That's where I want the ball to go. And unfortunately, you know, three interceptions against this defense is inexcusable. That's and that's where I think my point to the coaching staff comes in is if you've got bad Sam, if you if your quarterback's not not being successful, what you're doing, then mix it up. We saw one of those. We talked about it. We saw one of those bubble screens that we love so much Two tears. Where, where's he been? I mean, we say it about Robbie and, you know, for what it's worth, they've been trying to get the ball to Robbie and there just doesn't seem to be a connection there that we thought it was going to be. But Terrace, every time he touches the ball, he makes something happen. We saw one 
one little bubble screen to Terrace. Do that to DJ. We talk, I did. I saw it one time. I I don't know what the the plan is. If you keep doing the definition of saying he's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Why are you continuing to do that? You got to ease that pressure up. You got to do whatever you can to get your playmakers in space with a quick, easy throw to get Sam's confidence up, man. And it's just – we're just throwing shit against the wall. Man. There were a couple of questionable ones. I mean, throwing to Ian Thomas in the flat on like a – I think a third and long or a second and long. And, I mean, expect him to get eight yards out of that. That It's a two-yard – it's a two-yard play. And he got tackled right at the line of scrimmage. I I, I don't I, – I'm a, I'm a big fan of Joe Brady's. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I like what he does. But – when when the initial game plan doesn't work, it's like there's no backup plan or, or no adjustments being made. I mean, you look at Dallas, and I know we're not talking about the offensive side of the ball here in this situation, but obviously the, the game plan was let to make Zeke and Tony Pollard beat you. Well, obviously, when you found out that you were letting them get 20 yards a carry almost um, and you weren't trying to figure out a way to, to correct that and fix that, you just still let them do it. But then you couldn't contain Dak in the pocket. Yeah. And, and then you look at this this week and then you you hold Jalen Hurts to under 200 yards passing and don't let him get anything really on the ground until late in the fourth quarter when he decides to run the ball and then you you don't contain the pocket. I mean, that's really where the majority of their their plays came in the fourth quarter was him using his feet for the first time all game. And and like we've talked about last week on the recap episode um coming out in the third quarter we've been flat we haven't made adjustments. We've, we, we, it's like we wait to react to the adjustments they make to us or, or whatever, it, even, even if we even react. Um, and the, the whole second half, we were flat. And, and I just, that, that falls on no one other than the coaching staff for me and making ha- adjustments like you're talking about. And I just, I, I don't know if that's a rule thing. I don't know if that's, a rule and snow and Brady thing. I don't know what it is, um, but I do know that that Joe Brady, before he was the Carolina Panthers offensive coordinator, was not a scared play caller. I, I'll I'll say that. And right, and it's like I for whatever you want to say. I, I know that rule is more the CEO type, and he puts his fingerprints on everything. And there's just a part of me that just feels like, and I'm not don't get it twisted i'm not a rule hater i like rule oh i'm happy with rule right at the moment still haven't gone fully off that cliff yet but this just feels like a fingerprints on it on the on this is rules fingerprints on the offense and the way that they want to play and the game tempo and the overall structure of a game plan i feel like if we if we wanted to we could go back there and five wide up tempo with Joe Brady and just, you know, roll, you know, like the Chiefs. But I feel like rules kind of like Rivera would never allow that because it's just not the type of game plan that he envisions is the best for the team going forward. And that's wrong. You have to adjust to today's NFL. And I'm sorry, I'm going to say it again for the 15th time. You do not have to run the ball to win the game. That's a myth. That is a myth. You don't have to do that. Yeah, you can you can use the Brandon Staley quote this week from his yeah. from his press conference. Right. Um, I, 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 I think that's just old school mentality, and that's not the truth anymore. If you we have to throw forty five times, fifty times to win, guess what? We win. I don't have to thump my chest and say we ran the ball down your throats forty times. It's a passing what, league now. What what teams do that? that are truly successful. The Bills barely run the ball at all. Yeah, if they do, it's with Josh Allen, or it's splitting nine – it's nine carries with Devin Singletary and nine carries with right. Zach Moss, and Zach Moss gets it in the red zone because guess what? They can actually run the football in the fucking red zone and get a touchdown. And and I mean, the team that won this game's number one running back carried the ball 11 times. What do you know? <laughs> yeah. If you look at it early in the game, I mean, we had so many missed opportunities. I mean, we 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 had the ball within inside the forty yard line to start the. I mean, excuse me, to open the game in the first quarter at least three times, and we came away with ten points. So I mean, yeah, that that's that's good. And then 
that I mean that's really it. I mean the Tommy Trimble touchdown, that was that was the last touchdown of the game for us, and that happened with I I don't know how much time left in the first quarter. Just we we did everything right up, up front. We started fast, we got on top, and then the same stuff happens. We just get conservative. We take our foot off the gas, trying to play conservative. That again, it's just that old school mentality, man. And and that's what's killing us. And it's been killing us for the past decade. It's why Ron wasn't successful here past what he did. I mean, it's you have to realize that being old school and tough and playing good defense is one thing, but the teams that are successful are going to drop 50 on you and not think twice about it. They don't care if they're, they don't care if their quarterback throws an interception when they're up, you know, 15 to three or whatever we are up. It doesn't matter. No lead is safe in this league anymore. No. (laughs) And and, and we got comfortable in in the second half. You, You thought it was 18 to 13. Or excuse me, it was 15 to 13, and they settled for the field goal. You had to go up five. So you think you can hold them to a touchdown, and, and yeah, it's fine. We stopped them on the fourth down the following drive, and then the third and three, it bounced off Robbie's hands. The throw was a little bit wide, and, and then the block punt. I mean, yeah, if the block punt doesn't happen, then odds are we probably win that game. I mean, you pin them down to at least, say, inside the 30, and with the way this defense has played all day, to make them drive down the field, uh, stopping the run game all day, um, it just – you know, it's, it's a different outcome, most likely. But, yeah, I think without the block punt, we definitely win, but I'm still going to be saying these same, same things. Uh, yeah, and it's, 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 the, it's the conservative attitude and the conservative approach. You're right. I mean, I liked what I saw with DJ lining up in the backfield with Chuba, but every time DJ lined up back there as a split back, they moved him back out to the line of scrimmage and put him in motion. He never took a snap while being in the backfield today. And I think, like, I, li- I like the look, but, I mean, what – just like um, I was telling you guys, I mean, why on that one play is Brandon Zilstra and Colin Thompson the only guys out on the line of scrimmage? And you're telling the defense right there that guess what? We're, we're basically punting this play. You, you, it's a run, and you're going to load the box, and we're not going to get anything out of it. And then they came right off the field that very next play. Why, why do you have any series where either Robbie or DJ is not out on the field? And for, for somebody to say, I mean, I was leaving the game tonight and, and I heard somebody say, well, if this isn't a um, if this isn't uh, if this doesn't show that that we're missing McCaffrey, then I don't know what is. I mean, that's basically our team right there. our Offense. I'm sorry, but Christian's not. I mean, if Christian had 24 carries and 100 yards, I mean, what else do you want out of Chuba? I mean, Christian could have done whatever today. It's not going to make a difference other than just a simple safety valve. Chuba did exactly what Christian would have done today. 29 touches for 134 yards. You, I would, you wouldn't have seen any more than that from Christian today. Uh, the only thing Christian adds is they game plan a little differently for Christian because he's Christian. But you're not seeing any more production. Than that. Christian's not going to touch the ball. Christian will touch the ball right about, right about that same amount of times, 20, 25 to 30 times, and probably put up the same amount of yards. So it's similar production. Christian's not stopping Javon Hargrave. Getting pro- up, just, pro- just bear swatting uh, Dennis Daly out of the way. And like he's not even there, just swatting him like a fly. Christian's not stepping up and, and, and Christian's fine in pass pro, but he's not stopping that beast coming up the middle. These That's problems what you have, have offensive line for aren't going away. I mean, you can say Christian comes back next week against Minnesota and Minnesota's defense is terrible, but guess what? If their offensive line, or excuse me, if their defensive line gets pressure on Sam, which they will, at least on the interior, and their defensive line is terrible. um, I mean, I, I don't know what else you expect going forward when it's time to face Tampa later on in the year. Right, and I mean, there is a small part of me that's like, you know, this team was is built perfectly. If there, I, I said it wasn't going to be an easy game, but this is this was the perfect recipe of what we don't do well. We we can't, they had two studs in the middle, and they have a mobile quarterback that can move. So, anytime Chuba got got significant yardage on runs, it was always to the edge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, which, which is which is which blows my mind. Which is why on a third and one, we would try to run right up the fucking middle, right into the heart of their defense. That's given us problems all game, and think that we can get that yard. 
No, I mean, we're, we've been having success with the outside zones yeah. for the weeks now. And I just, I, all, for all the creativity we saw in the, in the red zone, I would like to see that same creativity on third and short, second and short. Second and short's your chance to take a shot. I don't care where you're at in the field. And we just don't. And it's every time we take a shot, it's like you can see it coming a mile away. It's just tough, man. It's a tough loss. And I didn't not I, I knew there was a chance, obviously, there's a chance all the time in the NFL, but this was tough because, like, I, I'll say it again, I, I can't stop the praising the defense. I thought the defense the defense played extremely well, especially in the first half, but you can't give an opposing team in the NFL the ball inside the 30 twice and expect them not to score a touchdown at least one of those times. That first turnover, that first pick that Sam threw, we held him to a field goal, all right? The block punt, we got it inside the 30. I mean, the defense had just gotten a stand. I don't know what – I don't – this is the NFL. You can't ask your defense and keep putting your defense in those positions over and over and over again and not expect something bad to happen. The defense did their job today. This is on the offensive side of the ball, 1,000%. On the offensive side of the ball and the coaching staff. Yep, and couldn't agree more. And the only – I have two things I'll say about the defense. The one blown coverage, that was bad whatever it happens it's the nfl um and then you've got to find a way to get on that uh, get on that um safety you've got to find a way you've got to find a way to get one of those four bodies on the safety that's the difference that that safety versus touchdown ended up being the difference in the game we should have still won the game otherwise um and even if we're winning this game, even if we win this game, I still have these things. I'd still be saying these things about the coaching staff, about the offense, because that it was, it was terrible. And it would have been, I would have said this, that was a bad win if it was the other outcome, but that you've got to find a way to get on that safety and win that game and just move forward. Because you talked about, you know, we talked about for, you know, the preview show, what was our chance here? Our chance was to show the national, the, the world, that our 3 0 start wasn't fake. And guess what you've shown the national audience the past two weeks? It's fake at, the, at this moment until further notice. So uh, you've got to get it turned around and, and we've got to make some hay these, these next few weeks. This shit can't keep happening. It's the same stuff. This is, a, this is a part of the schedule right here where we need to be taking advantage of these opportunities and getting ahead of the schedule because we've talked about it over and over again, the back half of the schedule is brutal. And if you don't get a head start now, then you can kiss any chance of the playoffs goodbye. And with the way Matt Rule and Scott Fitter are talking about that the playoffs are the goal when they're making these moves, yeah, I mean, that's all fine and dandy, but if you don't get results on the field, then it doesn't matter who you bring in. I mean, you have to make some type of adjustment. I mean, this is probably the the most pissed I've been leaving a game in a long time. And that's that's saying something. I mean, I, it, it started with with the field goal when it was 15-13. I mean, I, I thought at that point, I mean, it, that was a, a good chance to at least go for it. I mean, worst case, you're, you know, they, they kick a field goal and you're, you're down one and you're still in the same situation that we ended up being later in the game. But especially after the, the crucial fourth down stop that we had, right, that right there, you have to have your plays in order to get two first downs. You get two first downs and then you can start to run the, run the clock. But that has to be your goal. And I'll say something. This is not talking about game plan or anything to do with with the game itself. But obviously, Eagles fans travel well. But that stadium today was at least 35 to 40 percent Eagles fans. And that's embarrassing to the city of Charlotte and the Panthers fans in general. Um, That and the fact that 157, when Sam threw that last uh, interception at the two minute warning with three timeouts, the stands were emptying. So this please, is, uh, this is. I'm glad you brought that up because it's all I saw on Twitter all day was how it was 50-50 Eagles fans. This is why nobody takes us as a team or a fan base seriously. We're a three and one team in first place in the division against an NFC opponent, and you let 50 percent roughly Eagles fans come into our stadium. This is why Panthers fans are a joke. That's why I don't take. 
any other fans outside my little circle of people I know. Seriously. They, because they, 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 half the people probably have four jerseys in their closet of other teams that, to pull for when they're doing. We're three and fucking one, and you can't pack a stadium out with your, your own fans. You, I mean, you made it. They can, they can call it a sellout. They could do whatever. No, no chance. I mean, that, there was still probably 20% of the stadium today that was empty. Um, and you, you just being in there today, like I said, you talk about building culture and, and you, you want to build something here in Charlotte, but you'll, you'll bitch and complain about them not putting the words keep pounding on the, the jumbotron. But when it's time to sit your ass in the stands and to make a difference and get loud and support your team, when they need you with two minutes left, three timeouts and a chance for a stop and drive down the field to win. That's it. I'm going home. I'm going to beat traffic. I mean, I don't know what else, what else to say. (laughs) This this loss as a whole should be a wake up call for the coaching staff, for the players and for the fans. I mean, it, from that regard, it's. It, I've seen it all. Like you said, I've seen it all afternoon on Twitter. Like, if you're gonna get up and leave like that, don't come to the game. Don't, don't. don't. Like, I've never in my life, no. And I've been to. I can't even count the number of Panther games I've been to. We've been being blown out. You will just, never leave the game before the clock strikes. I don't. I, I could be at a game that I'm not even a fan of. I don't leave the game before it's over. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get that mindset as someone at a sporting event. I don't understand it. But that's how it's always been with Charlotte for whatever reason, you know, Corey. So many. And it's, it's transplant central first off. Yeah. That's that's what I was going to say. But I mean, even thinking back like Cam's rookie season, I know I remember this particular, that's back when like standing on, on, on when we were on defense or it's third down, that's like, and you have your own fans telling you to sit down. That was when that got a big deal. And then, you know, it's just been a culmination of things. But everybody talks about this culture that you want to build, but it's not like I'm not trying to get off track and bitch about the fan base because that's a whole other thing. And that's not going to be fixed overnight. But if you want a good product on the field and you want players to come here and you want to change something and build something, then guess what? It starts in the stands and it starts in the front office and the front office is doing their job. But you know, the game day experience these days sitting in that stadium, it doesn't matter who we're playing. It's, it's not what it was. And I get that because, you know, it's, it's a different time and it's a different fan base and different players and all of that, but it's, um, it's not encouraging, um, you, you know, critical third downs and it's, it's a, it's a little dull roar. It's a close game. I mean, it's just a game that you have to win and, and winning. Winning cures all. I will yeah. say that it's fun when when we're winning, and I just I think for even if it's early season to to come out and be three and one, I would expect more from this fan base uh, that has grown. I would expect more from the people in Charlotte than than what was out there today, and it was evident to me at home. <laughs> I would think it should be evident to you, PSL owners out there. To sell out and care about a buck more than who they're selling to. If you if you need money that bad, then then give up your PSLs, sell them. You oh, you, you obviously need the money uh, more than you need those seats. But I didn't want to get off topic and 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 hijack this episode. But that is something I did want to touch on because with two it's minutes left in the game, I mean that's just that. I mean if you're if you're a player at that point and you're going out there to play defense, I mean that's pretty deflating. And you shouldn't let obviously that affect everything, but it, let's be honest, it, it it has its effect. Yeah, but, I mean, positives. You know, we do have a like we talked about, it, we do have a good stretch of games here, so we can get back on the right track if we make the necessary adjustments uh, going forward. And the defense looked good, and we're only going to get better when Gilmore is eligible to play. So I hope this was just a growing pain game for Sam. Like I said, I'm treating this like his rookie year. And, you know, he's a growing quarterback, and they're going to have these games. Just hope it doesn't become a trend. It was, it was bad, Sam, but it, 
I think it was more so just him trying to force things. And that was what we we thought Dallas was. I don't think it's necessarily it's it's not poor throws, it's just poor working his yeah, working his way through through the play. I think he felt hurried, which there were several times, and I think the pressure probably has something to do with this. There's several times where just one thousand percent he before the play, I'm going, I'm going to DJ. And three of those resulted in an interception. Yep. And, and and it's last week he force fed DJ 12 targets, worked out just great for him. This week, not so much. Guess what? The Eagles watch film. Every team is going to. They're going to realize that that you're you're making those decisions and reads before the play happens and that you're forcing it there. And we can say what we want about the Vikings next week and they might not be up to the talent level that on the defensive line, but Mike Zimmer is a hell of a defensive coach and he's going to come prepared. He's going to have those two prepared. So, <sighs> and their offense is quite a bit better than Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Yeah. And it's, I think the encouraging thing is, is that the defense still, still got a lot of pressure today. Um, the stats yeah. may not show it. I know Hassan did have a couple big sacks back to back there, but I think one of the reasons that we didn't see a lot of sacks today is because of the mobility of Jalen Hurts and the ability to get out of the pocket and throw the ball away. Um, I, that's encouraging still. So I, I really don't have any complaints at all about the defense other than the one blown play that led to the touchdown. Um, I don't, I really don't have anything. The defense just keeps doing what it's, what it's supposed to be doing. I heard people, Eagles fans saying they can't stop the run. So obviously they just watched last week's game and, that's what they thought. They thought Miles Sanders was going to come in here and bust off a hundred yard game. And it's just not possible. I just don't like wasting these defensive efforts when we get them and they're for nothing. Yeah. And I I would be, I think, I think it's a completely different defensive outcome in the box score. If we're able to move the ball and get touchdowns, I I, I don't, I don't think they score. I mean, I, I say it again, you can't turn the ball over in your own, on your own side of the field and expect the defense to keep them out of the end zone in the NFL. You're not going to beat a lot of teams in this league scoring one touchdown. No. No. You can say missed opportunities if you want to harken back to Ron. <laughs> I mean, I'm so <laughs> sick of hearing that shit, but. I mean, it's just tough, man. It's a tough loss because, you know, I'm st- I was starting to feel really – I texted you guys this week. I said the new expectation. I was saying we can make some noise in the playoffs, and I'm just completely back down to earth. That's what we get for having higher expectations, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but let, let let down. It's uh, these inefficiencies aren't. I mean, they're not. I mean, they're not going anywhere they're, until the interior of this line is is fixed. Maybe to buy Sam a little bit more time. I mean, in his defense, it's hard to make. Uh, it's hard to make reads when you when you have two seconds to throw the ball. Yeah, and that's another thing I, I, I wanted to say, too, because I've seen it all this week about people talking about, well, we, we're, we're trading for Gilmore, like trade for some offensive line help. If you have a good offensive lineman, you're not letting go. Okay, so like Fitz said, man, he's tried. He's worked the phones. Teams aren't even letting go of good backups. So offensive line help isn't coming. Just so, you, just so you fans know out there, it's not getting better than what we've got on our roster going if forward. This is the line we we have to make deal make do with. And and while we're on that topic, I didn't get a chance to say it earlier. I want to see the tackles stay the same. And let, like, if you're in love with Cam Irving so much, let's see what he looks like inside. It can't be any worse. And and his 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 film actually is way better historically in in, in his past. At, at left guard than it was at left tackle. Put him and Moten on the left side together, man. Him, yep. Tough. So Moten, Irving, Paradis, Deontay, and Brady. Give give it to me, please. Why not? This disclaimer that's not gonna happen. It it won't it, it won't happen, but I want to see it so bad. I mean who knows with the way Injuries go, it might happen, but I don't wish injury to anybody, but, you know. Dennis Daly, injured ego, out for three games, please. 
and it's not an injury, just ego is gone because he got absolutely destroyed today. Just looked like a kid. That's frustrating because, I mean, I don't even think he's looked even better than Elfline. And, I mean, we know how we feel about Pat Elfline. We don't need to keep, you know, hammering that over and over. And I really had high expectations for Dennis Daly to at least look a little bit better. But, I mean, today he just got thrown around like a rag doll. And it's imperatus isn't, you know, doing anything necessarily even any better. I mean, it's just it's like a turnstile there at center and left guard. The right guard, John Miller's doing his thing and and at least being serviceable, but it's 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 ugly from left guard and center. And and now the frustrating part about it is you have an excuse now. You you if you're all on sticking with you know guys who played in vets, you have an excuse now. Dennis Daly looked atrocious. Now's the ch- now's the chance to get Deontay some work. Get him in there. At least let us see it. Because you know as well as I do that as soon as Elfline comes off the IR, he's going right back into the starting lineup. Now's the chance to figure out some better combinations. And Daly is not that answer. I mean, I, I some of the guys praising the offseason, hey, I was wrong. I'll admit it. Matt Rule, Joe Brady, admit you're wrong, and let's figure something else out. We're a quarter away through the season. We can make these adjustments and move forward, but you got to have some continuity on the offensive line at some point. You cannot just keep throwing different combinations around. This is what we talked about before even preseason about this and how I did not want this to keep being uh, a, a changing, a fluid situation. I mean, you you pick a line, you stick with it, you let them build that chemistry, and you you put them out there. How much you want to bet Taylor's done it left? He's back to right and Brady's back on his ass. How, how much you want to bet? <laughs> I'm interested to see, see the grades this week from PFF, and I don't think that PFF is the end-all, be-all at, at, you know, by any means, but I'm, I'm at least interested to see see what Brady and Taylor grade out at. From the without rewatching and and just from the naked eye, I think they both had good games. I really do. There was only I, one I, where I saw where where Brady got like kind of thrown to the side, but Sam made a quick completion. So yeah, and I mean, then the one that 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 Corey was talking about the the mix up on the 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 twist move or whatever um where he blocked down to double team and the the edge went free yep what is this no i guess i'm i'm gonna switch to a different topic so 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 finish this let's finish this one out i just i i'm gonna be so pissed if they made that switch and it just we we see taylor back at right and and brady's done on because then why did you pick him <laughs> why that's it i just there comes a point when you just gotta you've gotta just let your young guys go and 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 prove it and i think brady did did that today and i just see a situation where the vets are going to come back healthy and he's going to lose that spot and i don't want that to happen this is a this is a point where matt rule can learn from ron rivera if you look back and, and see his slow to make adjustments and and see how many costed game, I mean, how many games that cost us, you know, with with not putting Andrew Norwell in the game and, and making adjustments late with the secondary and giving Josh Norman a chance. I mean, you, if this is a year where you need to make progress. You need to at least at least give these guys a chance. I mean, worst case scenario, Dante looks like or excuse me, Deontay looks like shit. So guess what? You put one of the other two guys who look like shit there, too. And. There you go. I mean, you just have a different guy with a different name there. Still the same result. Uh, I mean, and it's just – you look around, man, and we're just missing opportunities to get some distance between us. I mean, you look at the Saints. The Saints won today. Atlanta, all of a sudden, they're winning again. It's like, man, you know, we could have kept up with the Bucks and stayed in first place today. But, you know, now we're back even with everybody else. So – are you, are you all concerned with Robbie's involvement in the offense so far or how do you get him more involved? I mean, they tried to make it a point last week, but then it goes back to this week and it just seems like it's just back to the same old same. I mean, when you have your, your leading receiver with 40 or 50 yards, which is what DJ had today, I mean, it's, 
I, it's just a slow day for the offense and it comes back to the quarterback. But I mean, even the routes that Robbie's running, it's just seemed like it's simplified. There's no chance to even get him loose in the secondary or even let him. We're not doing any of those. We're not doing any of those short slant routes to Robbie anymore. We're not doing any bubbles to Robbie anymore. That's what Robbie feasted on last year with Teddy. Right. And, and Robbie still had seven targets, but they weren't good targets. They were, it just, it's not the same. We need to figure out a better way to work him in. Um, and he clearly expressed his frustration. So um, I would love to see some sort of active work and practice this week to, to get him the ball the right way. I mean, I want to see each of the receivers getting that screen called to them once a game. Thinking back to that seven targets though, but I mean, thinking off the top of my head, at least four of those came in the last five minutes of the game. I mean, at that point, what are you trying to do? Get a guy who's cold the whole game, just trying to feed him? Uh, why, why did you draft Terrace Marshall in the second round if you're not going to give him a chance? Even the routes that he's running out of the slot, I mean, that's a mismatch right there. And you you do nothing. There's there's nothing. There's anything that any of the routes that he runs, it, it seems like it's within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. Has Terrace had a single target in the red zone this year? One. One. He did have there was there was a, a bad it was a bad throw by it, or one that I remember I don't remember today's but I one in week one or two I can't remember it was a bad throw by Sam that's right that was just just, just low out of just low of Terrace's outstretched arms Unex- so, it's unacceptable but that's the one target was there one today Matt no, I don't remember that one no okay. he so he so the the play before Tommy Trimble's touchdown um, he had he lined up on the right side of the line and he made a move but. He, he had the defender on the inside of him, and he could have just cut out to the to the outside toward the pylon, but he didn't. If Sam would have, if the play des, play was designed that way, I mean, it would have been a touchdown all day. I mean, he had man to man coverage out there, and I don't get why they're not trying to throw any jump balls to him because I mean, he's six three, and most of the time these corners that are lining up on him are six feet five eleven. I mean, come on, these are these are third string cornerbacks lining up against him or or nickels. It's just, I mean, obviously, I, I was big on the Terrace Marshall bandwagon to start. And, yeah, the production hasn't been there, but that doesn't mean the talent's not there. It's just they're not using them right. They're, they're not using them at all. In no way, shape, or form is that Terrace's fault. No, it's not. He's the same guy that we saw this preseason. And if you use him correctly, um, there's no reason why he can't be putting up five to seven catches a game for 50 to 60 yards and being a red zone threat. And I don't, I, he doesn't need any more than that with when you've got DJ and, and Robbie, but I mean, through, through five games, he's got uh, going off the top of the head here, 11 or 12 targets, something around, something in that ballpark. And that's just unacceptable. If, just, if that's, if that's all you were going to use him, you should have drafted an offensive lineman in the second round instead of waiting. What, what, what was the point? Well, it's not like the target shares are going to get any better with Christian coming back next week. I think, I mean, the target share could be pretty much the same as today with Christian because you just plug and play Christian for Chuba's targets. That's 29, right? That, that's right up, uh, right up what Christian was getting. It's just – the target share is not going to get any better with Christian coming back. If anything, it's going to get worse. Yeah. And then Robbie's going to go back to five a game. Terrace is going to go, what, to two? And DJ yeah. will stay at eight, and Christian will be at six. And then you factor in an Ian and Tommy, little little two and three there. Ian had five. And, I mean, five. Ian looked good today to me. I mean. Yeah, Ian. Yeah. yeah. It's probably one of his better games that I've seen him play. I will say the one thing about talking about Terrace is that Sam did miss that throw to the sidelines on that one third down where Terrace was just wide open, but we never went back to him really after that. Oh, yeah, I do remember that, yeah. It was a little uh, out route to the sideline on third down, and it would have been a big game. I mean, it would have put us in four, uh, on the, their 40. Just missed opportunities. I really hate that damn phrase. Well, you know, like I said last week, there's always next week in the NFL. 
Good news is it's a quick turnaround. Yeah, you got to have short-term memory loss, but you got to learn from it. Do we expect Shaq to be back next week? I don't remember exactly how long they thought, but. At this point, he just needs to sit until he's healthy. I mean, defense and linebackers, not the play. I mean, not the, uh, not the issue. I, I think the, I mean, Julian Stanford got a lot more uh, snaps today than I originally thought. I know Frankie started, but Julian got a lot, a lot more snaps. I, I, I never thought I'd say this, but man, it really looks like we're really missing Justin Burris because Sam Franklin was the guy who Gave got up really the long one. Yeah, so I hope I don't I don't know what the word is on Justin Burris. I know this is this will be week three, so we'll see. What do we do? What do we do with? the leftover corner when Gilmore comes back. What do you guys think? Just just looking ahead. I just don't – and you, you guys saw me text you. I don't know how you don't pay Dante. I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the rest of this season. What do we do with them on the field with, with the extra – with who? somebody's the odd man out? Keep them – no, you keep keep them all active and just rotate them. I mean, you're just okay. going to watch their snaps. I mean, I don't think you can rush Gilmore back. I mean, he's coming <laughs> back off of a torn quad. I think you'll just see a bunch of uh, uh, some different looks. I think you'll see a lot of like hybrid with six DBs out there. Three, three fives. Yeah, a bunch of stuff. I I was getting it. What do you think? You ever see a scenario where all all of them are out there and and with chin and just really isn't a true other safety? Do you see something like that shaping up? That's where I was going with that with with the with the poor safety play opposite of chin. I, yeah, that's definitely a, a great possibility, honestly. Because, I mean, and they basically said that this week was that they envisioned all of them on the field at the same time. Yeah, so, so that's that's where I was going with that. I, that that was not about the, the pay Dante or don't pay Dante situation. Um, they, I, very, they very much said Dante is still in the plan, so I, I believe them. Um, it's Dante, kind Dante of, has it, forced it, their hand this year. At, at this point, it kind of sucks that it's not an extension because he's he's driving the price up weekly. So, yeah, he bet on, he bet on himself, and so far he looks like a genius. Yep, um, and he may get to the price tag where you can't bring both him and Gilmore back. Yeah, no. That's why you get him done for the season, man. I mean, and we talked about it. Dante was a a, a cheap extension candidate because of how underperform how he had underperformed so it, it's congrats to him so far at least through five games on on finally stepping up to what we the potential that he had yeah. well <sighs> i don't have really anything else to contribute to this atrocity of a game Sorry for being so so down, guys, but this is uh, this is how it goes. I mean, this is, this is the, uh, the roller coaster of the season. Yeah, I just want to get this straight too. We are fans. Yeah, I don't think we're ever going to put ourselves in the term as analysts. This is a fan podcast, so these are emotions, and we're never going to hide that. I'm never going to apologize for being a Panthers fan. So, okay. and most of the times, this is us you know, kind of process in the game because we haven't really talked about the ending of the game, you know, prior to hopping on here. I mean, there's been a couple of texts, but this yeah. is really just us kind of talking through it and giving our thoughts live, live on air and you guys are getting this. So you're getting live unedited, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. This is, I mean, the day was ugly. So very, you mean, you got, you, you got to make the improvements. You, this is a roster that you got and you got to figure out the best way to make it work. And it starts with the interior of this offensive line. If that doesn't improve, then I really don't know. The ceiling for this team is significantly capped. Yep. And that making it work, game planning, and, and getting this team back on track, that's all on rule. And, and how we respond to this, I'm, I'm not looking to – I'm looking directly to one person, and that's rule. How we respond the rest of the season – shows me just how good of a coach Matt Rule is. That that I I will stand by that 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 statement. Yeah, that that just brought me in. like this team, the the talent that you put on this roster, this team as a whole is too good to let what happened last year and that what eight game slot happen again this year. We have too much talent. We are too good of a team 
for that to happen again. If that happens again, I don't want to hear any damn excuses. The count is now no. two one possession losses. Yeah. That was that was the theme last year, and that was a theme that we talked about earlier that we could not continue to have. So far, we have two losses, and so far, both of those have been by one possession. And the 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 management, the game management was horrific in this one. I can't say the same for the Dallas game. That was just we got our ass kicked in the third quarter yeah. and had to call back. But the game management in this one, the things that 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 you did down the stretch, that you did the whole second half, that you did to end the first half, that you, you kind of conservatively ended the first half with that lead. That's on the staff. Yep. You gotta go, gotta go for the neck. You cannot let up when they got that safety. Uh, before halftime there right there. I mean, you, told, you talked about it. You, you had to step on it right then, and we didn't. And then Philadelphia ended up getting three before half, and that's all she wrote. That was a and and I, I, I was very mean in, in the group chat, group chat after during that, and Corey was like, well, we get the ball back to start the second half. Like, we're, we're good. And I, I just, I just, I wanted to, I just wanted to be like, no, nah, that, that's not a – you got to step yeah. on them. You got to score there, and you got to step on them to start the second half and, and they didn't neither. They didn't, not only did they not do one, they didn't do either. That was the chance. That was, that was it. No, you're right. hundred percent. Sheesh. Let's wrap this up. Let's, let's get out of here. Look forward to next week. At this point, things to watch this week, follow the Cam Irving news, follow the Shaq Thompson news. Hopefully, like I said, Shaq resting until he's healthy. Cam, I don't know. If he does come back, it's not – please, for the love of God, don't let it be left tackle. Put him at guard, if anything. Give Deontay Brown a chance. Give Michael Jordan a chance at this point. Don't give a fuck. Not Dennis Daly and not Pat Elfine because we know what we get at that point. Yep. But uh, please, so. make adjustments. please make adjustments and – We'll talk about it. We'll break down the bills this week at some point. So, sorry, the Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't even. I don't. I don't even want to think about playing Buffalo at this point. I just they popped up on my television. So. If we had, if we had Buffalo next week, I think my my tone would be even worse. <laughs> just looking ahead in my like, just knowing it's the Vikings, I'm like, all right. We said that we could win this next five, but four and one was likely. So that there's the, the four and one is still in play. If the Bills were next week, four and one would not have been in play. <laughs> Got to turn it around now for the season gets for this thing starts spiraling. You can't lose three in a row after starting three and zero. All right, guys, we're out of here. Thanks for listening. Always sorry to be downer, but you know, shooting it to you straight. We'll be back with you guys to break down the Vikings game later this week. Um, as always. Subscribe, follow us on social media, 704cast. Um, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Share us, tell your friends about us. Keep those listens coming. We'll get you guys next week. Later. Peace.